Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of the Hughes Sports Podcast. I am Jake Hughes, your host, and alongside me, of course, is the old man. How you doing, old man? I am doing good. You always say ladies and gentlemen. What about boys and girls? Um, I, There might be boys and girls watching. There might be boys and girls listening. You should say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome. You know what, then you time, sound next, like a circus next, clown next to go I'm along with your... You wow. could go along with your green hair. <laughs> Good day, everybody. It is March the 9th. We're into March. How did we get to March, Jake? Um, well, you see, the Canucks lost a whole bunch of games. And um, we went into depression and, and, dre- and then we Then all of a sudden, it was wintertime and the Canucks continued to lose. And then trade deadline, and now it's March. Now it's March. There we go. Um, it's been an interesting week. It's been a fun <laughs> week. It's been, it's, um, there's lots of news. Lots of news. I'm really excited about the podcast. I really am. Um, um, even though I make fun of you about it, but because um, <laughs> you're green hair and want to be a circus clown. I want to lead the parade. Oh, <laughs> there's a flashback to a way long time ago. We'll keep that between us. Lots of interesting and fun stuff is are hap, is happening with the podcast. We won't get into a lot of detail right now, but um, lots of good stuff. Lots of lots of discussions. I think we have talked. I mean, we talk a lot to begin with. I think we've talked more since this podcast started on a daily basis than we have before. Well, I'm not saying funny, something, people who know us. I had like to go stuff? back. I had to find something you sent me because we text, obviously, or message. What do you call it? PMing each other on Facebook, Messenger, whatever it's called. And I had to go back and try to find something that you sent me. And I was like, I know we talk a lot, but holy crap, we talked a lot this last two weeks. It was just been like non every day. Like we always, and someone said that to me, they're like, do you ever go a day without messaging Jake or talking to Jake? And I'm like, no, I always, like literally every day, if I don't hear from you or you don't hear from me, we message each other. I was saying, and usually it's just something stupid, like a yeah. news or something poker. Or like hey. There's all sorts of different things. Like, or hey, how you doing? On. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, um, <clears throat> Are you alive? Yeah, week, <laughs> testing, testing. Um, <laughs> this week has been uh, super fun because... Apparently, once we get into March, where we want to play meaningful games for the Canucks, uh, we decide to win the pink. So, last week, I'm having, I I'm having a lot of issues. Like, they looked so good this week, Jake. Um, and I didn't watch every game. Um, and not I didn't watch a full game. I watched parts of games. So, I'd pick it up in, like, the second period or pick it up in the third period. They look good. Like, I, I don't want to – I don't – want to be the the fan and like be all excited be, but damn I know it's a coach's bump we get you get it every time you change a coach but this feels different this feels but, almost like there's I'm gonna say it oh god I'm gonna say the word Jake it almost feels like there's a chemistry happening with this team right now yeah, they're four and back, one in the last five games go back to January last year said the exact same thing we weren't on the air we weren't a podcast but we said the exact same thing bruce brudrow is going to be the guy that gets all these guys together and figure it out and oh we start the season oh and oh i think i guaranteed making the playoffs i think i lost money on that 
If Brandon's I listening, I do I still owe you or did I? No, I think I paid you, didn't I, Brandon? I'm pretty sure I paid him. And not Brandon, your friend, Brandon, my friend. Brandon, your friend. Yeah, there's too yes. many Brandons. Oh, well. Yes, too um, many Brandons. The, I can't say that. <laughs> the, the Canucks, yeah, they've uh, gone on a run that just doesn't make sense. And it's, it's not uh, looking at it from, again, fan level. You should be at this point looking for your best odds to get Connor Bedard. You're never well, going to go. There's not a play. chance in hell we're going to make the playoffs. No, exactly. So you should be looking to get Bedard. So what should you be doing? Not... You should be losing. And as a as a as an organization, you're never going to go to your players. Except you're never going to say tank. But what they're going to tell you to fuck is... off. Oh, 100%. Sorry, I shouldn't I... swear. There's we not swear? a single. We can do whatever we want. We had this okay. conversation like two months ago when we first started our podcast. We can do whatever we want. It's our podcast. Mom 2.0, um, if thing Jake said, I'm allowed to swear. <laughs> um, the organization is never going to tell the players or the coach that they should be that they should lose. The organization should be taking steps, and the coach should be taking steps to helping us lose while staying competitive in games. So are, are you literally, are you making it that obvious? Are you starting to sit, Peterson? I don't say sits. I just don't think you need to be playing Pedersen, Hughes, Miller, Kuzmenko 30 minutes a night. 25 minutes a night for the forwards, 30 minutes a night for Hughes. But if you're, if you're not, then it becomes really obvious. Yeah, because, because Columbus isn't tanking intentionally. The Arizona Coyotes isn't a dumpster fire of an organization. <laughs> like, I, I, I understand the optics of it, and I understand it's going to look bad. But at this point in your... Who cares? You're look bad. Fighting. You are bad. You're, you're fighting <laughs> for a generational player who is not only from your province, but is from your city and is a Canucks fan and has been a Canucks fan his entire life. And anytime he's asked about the NHL, you know who he talks about? Vancouver Canucks. Yes. Because he's, yeah, he lived in North Vancouver. Like, that's literally minutes away from the old Coliseum. I you know, To be fair, he wasn't, uh, I know this is going to hurt your brain. He wasn't alive during the old Coliseum days. Yes, whatever. <laughs> Shut up. I hate you. Um, you were born in 2005. I know. Um, I think what they should start doing is really playing with the lines. Um, mix up the lineups. Try different people in different positions. Um, hell, call up some kids from um, the Baby Canucks. They, they have due to necessity. Um, well, they did for one, for one, the goalie. Nope. Silvoff Sil oh. or whatever. Seelos is up, uh, but well, Landon is up with the team. He's been with the AHL, and he is... Um, yeah, but he's been up for a while. Uh, about a week or so. Oh, is that all? Oh, okay. Yeah, he went down um, and then came back up. But they, they are bringing a few guys up that they're, I think they're taking a look at. But... They need to start losing. Like, yeah, it's I loved it when they beat... Um, the, the Leafs because it just makes me giggle because how many Beating times can you is, laugh is at Leaf fans? It's just fun. Sorry, Darren. But I I have to say, I have to apologize to Darren because I sent him the clip and to Slady. Um, Craig's, uh, you know him as Slady. I sent both of them the clip 
of our two goals in 45 seconds shorthanded <laughs> just because I just thought that was just the funniest thing because the Leafs are planning the parade. They, they think they're winning the cup. Leaf fans. Well, no, no. I think I think true fans, and I know uh, Slady and Darren are probably true fans, they're holding their breath for that first round. Oh, God, They're not going to get by the first round. I can't see it. They don't have the consistency. The, the only thing that I can see is, that they've done well is they've loaded up on players like Luke Shin, with, that the Canucks traded to him. They loaded up on a lot of veteran presence. Who are going to be able to give you that depth? They made. The did, did they make too many um, changes at the trade deadline? Did they add too much to what was what was it broken? I mean, obviously they were playing well. That wasn't broken. I I understand people's thought process on that. I don't understand it. What do you mean loading up too much? Well, because you have that word that I said earlier: chemistry on a team. Yeah. Um, when you make it to the NHL, you're you're a good hockey player. Yeah. Oh, anybody that said, and I use and I say it all the time about um, Captain Chaos. I said it about Edler. I said it about Cello. Yeah. We as fans love to say things like, "He sucks. He's like the worst player. What is he doing in the NHL?" I actually had somebody. <laughs> I won't mention his name. But he lives in Penticton, and he has the same last name as me, but he's not related. He doesn't have the same last name as me. Why did I say that? That's weird. You don't have the same last name as me. Um, anyways, he messaged me and said that uh, Hughes was the worst player on the team. I asked him how much he was smoking. <laughs> um, but that's fans. So, no. like, we, we all have that no. one player we absolutely despise. Okay, so you now your 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 views on a defenseman. You always pick one from every era of Canucks that I remember. I have that you just did not like. However, you see their solid reasoning. Tyler Myers is chaos draft. There is oh. you. There are times where he makes plays where it's just like, what are you doing? But chaos draft. To say Hughes is not the best defenseman we have ever had <laughs> is a bold faced lie. He, he literally. The fastest NHL defenseman to get to 200 assists. <laughs> he literally, I'm going to say the exact words he actually said. Because I just howled. It was like, you said what? Did you actually say that? Michael Miller. Sorry, I didn't say his name. Um, our young Mr. Hughes, and he spelt it wrong, has now failed to skate after two players who both scored should he be home in bed? Kind of chit-chatted a bit. I'm like, you're crazy. Hughes is the best defenseman that the Canucks have had in decades. And he literally, this is what he says. I can't, he just can't stand and watch the game. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, I can't even talk to you. <laughs> but the reason I, I bring that up is fans love to, to say that player's crappy. My point is, if you've made it to the NHL, you're in that one percentile. Yeah. One percentile, yeah. probably even less than one percentile of one an elite I, athlete. I believe, and I, I could be wrong, I believe one percent is get drafted in the NHL. So being a regular in the NHL is not guaranteed if that, in that one percent. 
Exactly. So having said that, every player and every team is a great player. So what makes one team better than the other? Coaching, I chemistry. I think it's that word. Yeah, coaching plays into it is chemistry. Yep. When you yep. gel with another team mate and it's magic. It's the same way I, I gel with you. You and I feed off each other quite well. I could do this podcast with Ellison and it wouldn't be the same. First, no. she doesn't know the first thing about sports, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so when you have that chemistry, it's a magic time on your team. Yep. You add a bunch of players in, that could destroy the chemistry. Look at Messier. Add a bunch of players in. They added Ryan O'Reilly. They added Jake McCabe, whoever that is. Um, Sam Lafferty. Yeah. Um, Eric Gustafson and Luke Shen. That's, so that's a players. lot. So Luke Shen's not an everyday player for the Maple Leafs. He's their, he's probably their ninth, def eighth defenseman, seventh defenseman. So, okay. they. But he's, but he's in the locker room and he's on the team bus. He's in on the airplane. He's part of the team. Yes. And in, so let's again, say Shen, opinion, let's just say Shen's an asshole. He's not from what I hear. I was going to say from everyone who's ever had an experience with him, definitely not the case, but yeah, go no. ahead. Let's say he is a, a cancer. They love to use that word, a cancer in yeah. the dressing room. That could literally destroy your team. Again, go back to Messier coming to the Canucks. We got rid of Linden, brought in Messier. We didn't make the playoffs till we got rid of Messier. And brought Linden back. Right? We didn't change that much. But we broke our chemistry. Is that what's happened to a lot of these teams that are floundering right now? I don't think so. I think I think there are also teams that are like Tampa Bay is a prime example. I honestly, at the beginning of the season, um, talked to a bunch of people, and my bold prediction for the year was that Tampa Bay would not make the playoffs. They've played a lot of hockey in a very condensed amount of time. Right? They've had. Because of the bubble hockey, that's yeah. when they won their first cup. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, Short, yeah. Shortened off-season, condensed schedule for their second right. cup. Then a regular season, full season, won, and made it to the finals. Yeah. They're, that's a lot of hockey for that team. And, there's again, there's not a lot of change to that team. Now, obviously, they're proving me wrong. They're they're solidly in a position to, to keep playing. Well, but, anybody in the East right now is <laughs> – I mean, pick who's going to make the playoffs in the East. To me, I mean, you're that first matchup of the right now, I believe it's the Islanders and Bruins. Yeah. That's the only one to me that seems like a lock that the yeah. Bruins will walk over. Oh. Every You've got uh, New York Rangers versus the Devils. That's a great series. I would be fine. I'm more excited. I am more excited for the Eastern side of the playoff bracket than I am about the West. For the first time ever, I can say the same thing. First time. There's going to be. Two teams, in my opinion, that even have a chance of breaking out of the West, that have a chance to win the uh, Stanley Cup. Colorado and Vegas. And I hate to say Vegas, but those are the two teams that... If you couldn't see have... me, I put my head down on my mic again. Um, as you know, I'm a big fan of the Rod Peterson show. I bring it up every freaking episode. 
And one of the questions he asked his audience was, why does everybody hate Vegas? Pick me. Pick me. I know. Jake, why does everybody hate Vegas? Their fan base, their general manager, and their overall, we deserve care. Our, 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 what did the, what do you say? Our fans are, um, when the guy uh, from Vancouver went after him, um, our fans, our fans are, have been patient enough and deserve a cup. Yes. But he's, yeah, there was something along those lines. I would love to find that clip and we could play that clip because well, I think that station is shut down. So if I can find a clip, I'll play it. Oh, that is, you might be able to find it on YouTube. Cause that's probably a, that's probably a keeper. That's like a, Bo Levi, shut your mouth kind of thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's why everybody hates Vegas. That's what I said was the fan base sucks. I, I just despise them because they think they deserve a cup and they've been in the league, what, five years now? Four years, five years. How many years? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, Jake is typing away feverishly if you can't hear him. I don't think that was quite feverishly. When did they enter? I don't know. I'm asking 2016. You. So, um, oh they, wow! Began play during the no during the 2017 uh, season. So 2017, 2018. So five years. This is their fifth year. Of the fifth year. Okay. Cool. 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 I don't think. I hope they don't. I don't want to see them anywhere near a Stanley Cup. No. It'd be the, the only I will, you know who I'd love is the Islanders. Why? Because we don't have their pick anymore, and Bo Horvat deserves it. Yes, I. I'd literally have tears in my eyes if I saw Horvat uh, so, raise, raise that trophy. So we get to um, we get to their we get to the Stanley Cup final, and it's Vegas versus Boston. Who are you? Who are you rooting for in that? Oh, I'm shutting the TV off and I'm breaking it. Honestly, I can say this wholeheartedly. I'd rather see. Oh, don't say it. I'd rather see Marchant win. I'd rather see Marchant win than a bunch Tom. of. Dom, 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 dom saying, I don't know. The retro jerseys are pretty rad. Seriously, that's a reason to vote for a team. Is that they're, why you cheer for the Rangers? Because their retro jerseys kind of rad. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Go back to work. Sorry, carry on, Jake. Um, <laughs> Love you, Dom. <laughs> Yeah, I lo honestly lost the, the thought train completely. Um, have you heard? Sorry, we're just moving on because I don't remember where my brain was at. Yeah, at no, all. we're just kind of um, flying by you, the seat of our pants as usual. Have you heard the rumors of two new teams being floated out there by the NHL? You know, it it was funny because I I hate bringing it up, but because every time I talk about it, when I was listening to Rod. They had talked something about it, and I was like, I just caught the tail end of it, and I meant to go back and, and watch the full segment. Yes. So there were rumblings of two new teams um, in the States, um, one in Houston. which uh, Yeah, that's what I heard was Houston. And Atlanta. Why? What, like, Three strikes. How many times can you put a team in into a market and it, it literally fail miserably? Oh, like, like the original Winnipeg Jets? That's one time. They brought them back and they're one of the most successful franchises money-wise. 
of any NHL team out there. I understand. Again, I don't. I think it's a dumb decision because I think it's it's going to end up having to be a relocate. Like a team is going to have to get, like they're going to have to relocate somewhere else or shutter the team. Like I get they don't want to come to Canada. Canada is saturated, but we could still put a team in um, Quebec. Quebec City would die for a team. So the Nordiques. Bring the Nordiques back. They would even if you wanted to stay down in the states. But why? So now, I, and I have it's it's a question that I just don't understand because I understand people being like, we can't give Atlanta team. They failed again. They failed once or twice. But so did the Nordiques. So did the Jets. So did yes. Minnesota. So did. But Atlanta Andrew, failed like, twice. Because, from my understanding, because I was too young to really get into the actual understandings of the league at the time, it was had nothing to do with the city. It was poor management, poor, poor ownership from the beginning. That's yeah, I understood that as well. From for the Thrashers, I don't know about the Flames. That was years before I was even alive. Yeah, um, but for the Thrashers, it was poor poor ownership from the start, and. There's huge money in like you. It's not a it's not a small fee anymore like it used no. to be. Exactly, it's, and I mean they 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 have the Atlanta, they have the NBA, they have the NFL, yeah. um, so it would make sense to put an NHL team there, whether it will, with the right with the right ownership group. Yeah, and ownership is a key. big thing. I mean, look at Nashville as if you. Were to pick any area in the United States, did, would you think Nashville would be a, a hockey market? No. It is? Yeah, I know. Well, because when they're doing well and they're, they're in the playoffs, that place is packed. It's loud. It's And, it's and they have the ugliest the uniforms on the ice. I would say second ugliest. Who's the ugliest? The, um, the gold Vegas ones. The ones that have the glitter. Anything gold. in Vegas is uglier. I agree. Um... um <laughs> The so there, I was listening to Sakaris and Price, uh, much like you constantly bring up Rod Peterson. I bring them up yeah. because I listen to them all the time. Um, okay. and I believe I can't remember who they had on, uh, because I don't remember things, I just listen and then it, some of the information's in my brain. But they had an expert, an insider on, who was saying that there's also rumors that the Arizona vote is going to determine on or the Tempe vote is going to determine if that's a relocation loca um, location. So the Tempe, because they don't have that arena yet and they don't have the, the space for it. Yeah. Everything's in front of count city council right now for them to right. vote. Right. If they turn that vote down, they've got three years to find somewhere to go. Do you relocate? Do you finally give in on your dream and you try Atlanta? Is Atlanta Gary Bettman's uh, passion project? Because honestly, he's Bettman Arizona around is, in three years. <laughs> yes, Bettman is around until he doesn't want to be around. Well, I mean, he's getting up there. I don't know how old Bettman is, but he's got to be getting close to thinking it's time to pull the plug. I wouldn't say pull the plug per se, but like, well, not like die i'm not asking him to die i'm like but pull the plug on working retired it's called pull the plug and retire jake holy crap you're like way off base there that was horrible was i know you don't like 50, the guy <laughs> he was born in 52 so that would make him 52 
So that would make him 12 years older than you. So do the math from your age. Add 12 to your age. That's how old he is. So he's in his late 70s. Oh, I'm yeah, 58. Yeah, so he's 70. I'm, he's 70. Turning 71 this year. Yeah, so, I mean, who knows? Who knows if he wants to retire? Look at my hair. It's just a mess today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your hair is just so messy. <laughs> I said it on purpose. Oh, uh, if you could, if you people aren't watching, you have to uh, understand what I said there. Um, please do. If you're not watching, please do take a look because there's a lot of things where we, I make faces, and the old man <laughs> makes faces, and it just a little bit of extra flavor to the podcast. And if they wanted, to, if they, if you're actually listening to this on a podcast down the road somewhere, where can they actually watch it, Jake? If they're watching on a podcast, they can go, and they want to watch the video, they can go yes. to. Um, the Hugh Sports podcast on our on YouTube will be there. Yes. You'll also be able to find the videos on on Facebook at HSP underscore pod or the Hugh Sports podcast, as well as on Twitter at HSP underscore pod. I actually don't know if Twitter keeps the live videos up or not. That's something I don't I'll know. have to look into. But you can follow us there anyways. Yes. Um, as well as please do check out our ever-evolving website, HughesSports.ca. Um, if you are watching this either live or not right now, there's a barcode right above where my finger is right now. That's um, right up there. Right to our oh, website. Other way. Other side, other side, other side, other side, other side. Ah, oh, why? That's so hard to you're do. You're just swapping hands. You're literally just swapping hands. You're like, uh. That's so hard to do. If people understand, because I want to be able to read my Vancouver flag properly, I had to do something. Jake showed me to do something on my screen. And now when I, if I want to point to Jake, I'm pointing like he's that side of my screen, but it's pointing in the opposite direction of him now. So now you know why like weathermen get paid money because they're looking so at So I have to point that way, paper. which is the opposite way than you are. Yeah, very confusing. I think I should be over here and then we'd be right. Because no. 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 <laughs> move back because now it's weird. Um <laughs> So, so for people of, who aren't watching us, you have no idea what we just did. We apologize. And now, now, don't give it away. Don't give it away. Now they have to go watch the YouTube channel. They have to go watch um, us because we're kind of funny. Uh, looking anyways. <laughs> um, so speaking of the website, you recently, um, it's not even posted yet. It'll be posted tomorrow, be, probably yeah, mid-morning. It better be. You did a deep dive on the BC Line schedule. Um, I did. Any highlights that you kind of want to go over with the schedule for the D-Line? Well, it's it's an interesting schedule this year. Um, I, I'm not um, I'm not upset at it. I guess I, in years past, I'm like, how can you make that schedule? Like that sucks. Being a lot of people don't realize that both Jake and I live in Calgary or close to Calgary. I have season tickets to the Flame or to the Flames to the Stampeders. And so things like the Stamps not playing Hamilton in, in Calgary this year just doesn't make sense to me. Like, you ha I know the schedule was made before everything was signed, but everybody and their dog knew he was going to Hamilton. Do you, do you think they had the schedule made that far in advance? Oh, yeah, it's been out. It was out before um, the trade deadline. Or the free agency, sorry, okay. getting the two sports mixed up. But um, so I did, I did a deep dive into it and it's a kind of a cool, I kind of broke it up. Um, June is when obviously is when we start. Um, it, the preseason starts end of May 
Um, so we're playing the Riders as our first preseason game. When I say ours, I'm talking about my BC Lions, of course. Um, so <laughs> in my article, I basically kind of said, well, if I'm home and there's absolutely nothing else on TV and TSN carries it, I might watch it. Because come on, it is the Riders. <laughs> it's preseason. It's preseason. Then we do our home opener, preseason home opener against the Stamps, a game to watch. I cannot remember a game, I'm going to say in the last five years, but probably longer, between the BC and Calgary that hasn't been a classic freaking CFL game. Coming down to the wire, last second tick away and someone kicks a field goal and we win by one point. Sorry, Ellison. Um, even a preseason game, being that it, we only play the two preseason games, that's going to really show who's who in the zoo for both teams. Because the following week, we jump into Calgary and we start the we start the season in Calgary, the very first game. So you know both of those games. These two teams don't like each other. It's not a secret. It's not. They don't like each other been fights in the parking lot at McMahon Stadium between these two teams. I'm looking forward to it. It makes football good. There's a story behind it. It makes, yeah, it makes a, it, it creates drama in a sport that is very dramatic to begin with. Exactly. The CFL is a very dramatic league, especially in comparison to the NFL. I understand well, yeah. there's lots of people who watch the NFL and love it, and it's, you have the highest paid athletes. You have the most money in the in uh, out of the American football leagues. Yeah, um, but there's not the drama that you get in. I would say eighty to ninety percent of CFL games. Oh yes, because there's only nine teams in our league. We they every player knows each other. They know where they live. They know who they hang out with in the off season. They, they, know they work out together in the off season. They know, instead of just saying, Hey, your sister insults, they can say, Hey, your sister's name insults. And exactly. that's way more. Personal. Exactly. So it's kind of, if we take it down to a, a level, it's kind of like two high schools in, in town when they play each other, they all know each other and it's a rivalry. And, and you it's know good you're for see. the league. And you're not, it's not just that, but you know you're going to see each other at the party after, after the game. Exactly. So that first game I'm really looking forward to. Obviously, I'm going to be there sitting on the 55-yard line with my buddy Jake um, because you will be coming to that game, I think, somehow one way or another. Um, and I'm pay- obviously picking my lines to win, which... Um, well, how can I not? How can I not? Then, so that's the 8th of June. June 17th. If you're in BC and you haven't got June 17th crossed off on your calendar, and as soon as a, t- a single game tickets become available, I don't know if they are yet or not, but if they are, you better get them quick. I would get them before they announce what band is going to do the pre-game concert because the owner, Omar Doman, I had to go back and look at his name. Um, I always forget his name, uh, has promised. He said it more than once. This is going to be bigger than last year. 
Last year, they had One Republic come in and play a pregame concert. They had 40,000 plus in the, in the dome. It's going to be 50,000 people plus in that dome. It's the most talked about thing in Vancouver. And we're four months away from it. I plan to drive down. I plan to get tickets and I plan to drive there. Had you noticed something? I didn't even mention who they're playing. It doesn't matter. It's going to be a spectacle. And people are like, oh, they need to have a spectacle to get Lions fans in the dome. Hey, Stamp fans. Look at your freaking stadium any given game. It's half empty. Because there is no spectacle. There is no pre-band. And if it is, it's a one guy playing a fucking banjo. Don't give me, I need to pay, you need to band to fill the dome. We have 58,000 seats in that dome. If we get 50, guess what? The game after it, the next game will will be full too. Because guess what? It's going to become the place to be. Thank you, Doman. Sorry, Jake, I went on a rant there. No, you're good. And the the cool thing for me is that, like, looking at the schedule here, um, I pulled it up so I can can kind of follow along. 17th, again, huge game, but it has nothing to do because it's a home opener, and it's against the Elks. It's against the Elks. I didn't even talk. Like, I did mention in the article, we're going to be playing the struggling Elks, um, who are going to struggle again this year, I'm sure. I can't see how they're not going to, but whatever. It's a CFL. These teams struggle it, for two years and figure it out. If they find a exactly. quarterback. I mean, they got G. Roy Simon as their uh, receiver coach. I'm sure he's pitching in for more than just receiving coaches. I'm just saying. Well, That game, I'm going to get tickets for it. I'm going to try to arrange to drive down there. Wink, wink. Mark it on your calendar. Yeah. Okay. Um, the following week, we go to Winnipeg. It's the revenge that's a, that's game. A, that's two out of three games to start the season that are big games. And even, yes, 40,000, let's call it, let's, I'm going to predict 50,000 people at that home opener. Yes, 20,000 came to watch the band. But guess what? They're going to stick around for the football game. They did last year. So BC is going to be hyped. It's going to be a big game. We have to win it. I believe uh, last year we beat um, Edmonton like 75,000 to two or something. It was a blow. It was versus Edmonton last year too, was it not? The I believe it was I, for something I in my head. I think it was. So we're, we're obviously we're hyped up first game of the uh, season going against Calgary. We're hyped up even against the Elks. Now, we go to Winnipeg for the revenge game because it's a revenge game. We want payback for losing in the Western final against the Smurf Mafia. Yes, you're the Smurf Mafia. I don't care what you freaking want to call yourself. You're the freaking Smurf Mafia who thinks it's a dynasty. You've won two freaking Grey Cups in 32 years and you're trying to call yourself a dynasty. It absolutely... I'm getting red in my face. Because they drive me nuts. Winnipeg fans have become the new Saskatchewan fans. If they, and I, I don't disagree. I believe their fan base has gotten out of control, but they've kept that team together. They did. They're gonna, of, I mean, getting, there's no doubt about it. They're a good team. 
If they win three in for a the row, last three years, they're a good team. If they win three that's in a row, does that that's not a dynasty to you? If the, but they didn't, did they? Haven't they yet. They didn't win three in a row. They won two and lost last year to Toronto. Oh yeah, they did lose. I forgot about that. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> in my brain, I, for, I forgot that the, the, the Grey Cup even. They happened. won two and lost one. There's <laughs> no dynasty. No. Um, um, the one thing that I'm looking at, sorry, and I keep wanting to bring this up yeah. going on tirades, is that first game at home, 4 p.m. Pacific time. Yeah. The next game at home against Montreal, 4 p.m. Pacific time. And what day is, home, are they on? What day? Um, so the Edmonton game, the opener is a Saturday. That's why, yep. A Sunday against uh, the Montreal Alouettes, 4 p.m., Saturday, 4 p.m. Um, against Saskatchewan. Saturday, Do you know, do you know why they're doing that? Because our owner had the balls to say something publicly about the league and faced a lot of backlash at the time from, oh, and you mean you're whining West. They, they want earlier games. When we have an 8 yeah. o'clock game back East, or sorry, 8 o'clock game in B.C., the damn yeah. game's not over to even a seven, even a seven o'clock start. Not over. Usually it's it's seven o'clock BC time. Yeah. It's eight o'clock uh, here. Yeah. The game's not over till after ten o'clock. That eliminates a lot of families that can go to the games. They can't bring their not kids just, to games. Not just families. Like I, I understand that you can't bring kids to games, but they're now offering, and they did it for the Western the Western yes. semifinal was. They offered a charter from the island, get you on the ferry, get you seats, and back same day. They did yes. the same thing. They did the same thing to Kelowna and Kamloops, going in the opposite direction. Exactly, and I think they're going okay, to continue so that. You have a game on Saturday at um, the the home opener Saturday at four p.m. It's what about six hours from Kelowna and Kamloops? Four, 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 about five, thereabouts. So get on the bus at 10 a.m., get to the arena an hour before the game, take in the festivities, watch whatever time the concert starts is when you'd want to show up. Like, Well, yeah. My thought is an hour before the concert shows up. So shit, even if you leave at 8 o'clock in the morning and make a whole day of it. Who cares? Get on a bus at the end of the, at the, end of the day. It's 10 o'clock. You get home at 2. Well, yeah. you're going out. You're getting hammered at a bar watching the game anyways, because the home opener events are going to be happening. You're not getting home till two anyways. Exactly. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. I like the idea. So then we move into July and I literally, it's kind of cool the way our schedule works because we have a tough month. And then July is where I really believe the lions are going to be able to put up a lot of wins. Um, What's that, bud? Four easy opponents. There is, yeah. It's it's um, Toronto, Montreal, and Riders, and the Elks. In that order, uh, um, I believe it's the Elk. So you don't add an S. The Elk. Is it the Elk? No, I it's the Elks. So. I believe it's the Elk. I believe Elk is plural. It's Edmonton Elk. No. If not, that's dumb. Anyways, we'll have to fix that on before you post it. Um, 
No, it is the, out. So correct. July, I think, really good chance for four wins. I'm not guaranteeing that. Don't, don't take it to the bank. But they're a lot. They're not the Winnipeg or the Calgary's or the Hamilton's because Hamilton's going to be up there. Yes, you are playing uh, Toronto, who won the Grey Cup. It's going to be a tough game, no doubt about it. Montreal always puts up a good game against uh, BC. Against any team, really. Like Yes, Montreal's, yeah. Uh, the Riders and Elks, come on, let's face it. That, those both organizations have been struggling for the last few years. Can they do it? They, they can turn it around. They can, of course they can. We have, That's why we play the games. Exactly. Then we go into August. August is going to be one hell of a hard month for the Lions. <laughs> we start I see playing. One win. I see. Start, I can say for sure win in one win in August. Well, because we, we started in Winnipeg on the on the second, third, right? Or no, they sorry on the third. We play the second the second time we're playing Winnipeg, and then we're on the twelfth. Uh, we play the Stamps. Ah. Uh, and then we go we into a, then we go in to play the Tie Cats. Well, no, we go in to play Saskatchewan. Oh, we play Saskatchewan first, and then the Tie Cats. The Tie Cats come to us. Yes, the reason I say all four games are going to be tough is we're playing two really tough games in a row: Winnipeg and Calgary. We're going to be tired, and those are going to be hard hitting, tough mother. Puppin games. Well, so the nice thing is, is we do have nine days in between the Thursday game at, in at Winnipeg and the Saturday game uh, against the Riders. The, the steps. My fears we're going to go in with the mindset is that's over. Oh shit! The Riders just kicked their ass. Yeah, I've seen it happen many, many times in a, in football. So that's why I'm worried because then the next game is against the whole bunch improved Hamilton Ticats. When I you look you at even recognize. Well, I mean just two players that they added, Bo Levi and James Butler are going to change that team. And that doesn't and that doesn't account for all the changes they made because they made exactly. wholesale changes. They are going to be a contender. In the CFL it doesn't take years like it does the Canucks decades to try to rebuild. They literally, you could rebuild a team in your offseason in the CFL. It's a unique league. It's just the way it is. Movement happens in the CFL all the time. We've seen it over and over. It's what happens in nine-team leagues and in leagues where the top of the top sometimes leave the league to go to a step above. Exactly. It's been amazing. Winnipeg has been able to hold their team together as long as they did. The Lions did that years ago where they were able to keep players in the, in the organization and be the elite team in the league for years. Winnipeg's now doing that. Dickinson, G. Roy, Claremont. Then you go to the defensive side and you have Brandon Banks, uh, Baron Miles, like so many names that are now coaches in the CFL or executives in the CFL. Who? Yeah. Stuck with the teams. Yep. So then in August, sorry, what was that? September. We're in September now. Right. We're in September. Right. So it gets a whole lot easier in September again. So hard. Sorry, you start off hard, you go easy. Then August is hard. Jumping into September, no game in the CFL 
is easy. It's not. Every team no. is good, but we play Montreal, Ottawa, Edmonton, and Saskatchewan. Not the you top need to... top teams in the but, league. Let's face it. So, like you're looking, you're looking at June um, for regular season games. There's three guaranteed points in one. Yeah. Like yeah. if you go one, if you start to see, if you lose to the Stampeders, you beat the um, the Elk, and you lose to the Blue Bombers. That's an, okay. That's expected. Then yeah. you have to go four of four or four of three or three of four in that next stretch. Then oh yeah. And that's what we have to look at when you're going through that this season is the first, you have to be two and two coming out of that first month. Yeah. If you're, if you're one in three, if you're one in three, then, 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 uh, so that's July, you have to go four for four. You have to win all four of those games. There's only three games in June that count towards the record. Oh, so let's go one and if you go one and two, then. Do you know what I'm you saying? Need all four. Yep. You need to if win you get all a win, four. If you get a win out of uh, Calgary or the Blue Bombers, <sighs> then you can go two and two. Yes, or three and two, and still, or three and one. Yeah, because you're right? you're you're on target still. Exactly, because then hits October. Yeah, we only have three games in October because, of course, we're heading into the playoffs, and we have the toughest schedule uh, that we could. I literally think of um, Hamilton, Winnipeg, and we finish it off the way we started it, and we play the stamps to end the season. Literally, though, I say those three games, especially the games against um, Winnipeg and the stamps, are going to decide who finishes first, second, and third. Yeah, it really I does. I think the, like the way our schedule again is laid out. Those last four games. I'm going to throw the Saskatchewan game in there as well. Yes. We'll determine who's hosting a playoff, who gets the bye. And that's not just from our on our end, but the last And who doesn't make the playoffs. It's going to be, Saskatchewan can come on a roll. I mean, if you go back. How good is Calgary extra, going to be this year? No one knows. How good is Winnipeg going to be? Like, they have the same team. Have, have people figured it out now? Have defensive coordinators exactly. watching the footage? To say, oh, this is where we can pick them apart. This is where yes. we can swap them out. Um, on the- and we're going to have one quarterback the whole entire year. We're going to base, I shouldn't say one quarterback. We're going to base our offense around the players that we have, not a player that's sitting on the sidelines hurt. Yeah. I'll say it till I'm blue, <laughs> get it, in the face, Smurf Mafia. If Rourke doesn't get hurt, Winnipeg does not finish first last year. And like people can argue that because the game They can argue playing. all they want. You can look at the stats and extrapolate. Work breaks every single rookie record, breaks every single Canadian record, and we have the bye. We play um, all the home game at BC Place where I can almost guarantee you, where I can almost guarantee you, Amar Dolman, is going into the deep ends of his pockets to fill that place. Oh, yeah. It's a totally different scenario. It um, didn't happen. Blah, 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 blah. I have never been so excited to uh, looking forward to the CFL season. And probably because we're doing the podcast, and so I'm 
deep diving and I'm paying attention more and I'm reading more. And anytime I see anything about the lions, I read it because I'm jacked. Yeah. I'm like super, super jacked. Um, I want to watch every game like TSN. I love, I, I love hate the TSN. I love the fact that every single game in the CFL is on TV. You can watch every single game. There's not one game that won't be on TV. And there's no blackouts. There's no such thing as nah, viewership which blackouts. I, which I don't agree with. I think if it's a game here in town and if if you don't get 75 or 80% uh, tickets sold, you should they should black it out. That's what it used to be way long time ago. Um, and I'm sure they realized that the people well, TSN, TSN came in. That was a CFL thing. TSN came in and said, here's, blank, here's a blank check. <laughs> write yourself a number for however many years we want. Exactly. Um, one big thing from this past week with the BC Lions that we didn't even put in our rundown. Sean Lemon joined friend of the show, Rod Peterson, um, to talk about the signing and everything, and something that we talked about off screen that we I know we said we wanted to bring up. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read it word for word what he, he said. We actually brought this up at the very end of the last our last podcast. Did we? But go ahead. Yep, go ahead. No, we didn't. Last podcast was all NHL. At the very, very end. You go back and listen to the very, very end I was, of the last podcast. I was so dejected. I was so dejected from that <laughs> podcast. I've probably been never I've never been more negative on a podcast or anything. Like somebody who didn't know Jake listened to the podcast. My face is all red. Somebody listened to the podcast who didn't know Jake. And then they had a meeting with Jake after the fact. And they're like, you're way nicer in person than you you were. We thought you were a real asshole. <laughs> and I was like, that's funny. Because <laughs> usually it's the old man that gets that. I I would be the hopes I had for what the Canucks could do with their extra cap space, the players that they could have dealt to get more draft picks, and then be excited for the draft because we might have three first-round draft picks or five or six draft picks in the top two rounds and I love <laughs> digging deep into the the draft class. Yes. And they throw it all away for don't get me wrong, but probably a really great player, but will have a sour taste in my mouth because of the way it was happening. So okay, so it. so let's go on to what you were gonna say. Yes. Um so Sean Lemon on again on the Rod Peterson show, um when asked if he considered options of the USFL or XFL, um and I'm reading this quote for quote. No, not at all. I'd like to say I'm working on my Hall of Fame career in the CFL. I love playing in this league. This league is for me. A few other leagues reached out for me to come there, but that wasn't even a thought in my mind. I love Canada. I love playing in Canada. This is That's the only league that I take seriously. What a ringing endorsement from two weeks ago when we talked about uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson leaving for the USFL. And a couple players leaving for, like, the lead leading tackler last year. Darnell Sankey left for the XFL. This is a guy who is an American, born and bred, loves, like, he is a representative of the United States in the best way. Yes. But he looks at the CFL as the, the league to be in. He literally called the XFL and USFL farm teams. He said it. He said, "If you're looking, if you're looking for more of a farm league type development system, 
US, USFL, XFL. But if you're looking to make a career out of a league where it's not going to go anywhere, it's only going to get better year to year, it's Canada. So it's all about what you want perspective-wise. Now, remember I said I'm paying way more attention when I see anything about the BC Lions, the CFL, I'm reading it. Not one, not one word from the CFL quoting that, mentioning that quote, playing that clip. I am sure if they got a hold of the Rod Peterson show and said, can we steal that clip? Rod would have went, hell yeah! Because Rod's a big fan of the CFL. Now, now is that burnt bridges or is that the fact that the media and marketing team of the CFL takes a nap during the offseason? They take a nap during the on season. I was going to say, they have probably like five staff total in the entire office. Well, they have no staff. That's the problem. They don't know how to market a league. They never have. It's a fact. I mean, we go back to the intro of this podcast, and we've talked about it multiple times. The the CFL is successful in spite of itself. Oh, my God, yes. We've, we, we could beat this to death a million times. I love that quote. I will be bringing that quote up to anybody that tells me that the XFL or the USFL is going to hurt our league. <laughs> That's what I say to them. A big raspberry. The CFL's here. It's not going anywhere. I've heard it so many freaking times over the last 58 years of my life. Yes, I started watching the CFL when I was one day old. I sure the hell I watched that first Grey Cup in 1964 when the BC Lions won. I wasn't even one. I was like weeks old and I'm sure my mom had me in her arms and she was watching the game. She probably slammed me and that's what's wrong. Um, she probably spiked me and thought I was a football. <laughs> Come on, you could see Grandma doing it. Oh, 100%. There's not even a doubt in my mind that that would happen. The CFLs, since that day, I've heard it. I've heard it in the 70s. I heard it in the 80s. I heard it in the 90s. I heard it 2000, 2010, 2020 now. Oh, the CFL is going to fall. But Kevin, 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 you're not listening. Blah, 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 blah. Shut up! The CFL is not going to fold. It just isn't going to happen. They're, they're too ingrained. The Canadians love their football. Is it going to be the NFL? No. It never will. They took off. They're, they're way bigger. It's a fact. They, they, also have a, they also have a larger population to pull from. Oh, even, even when we were bigger than this NFL, which was the time we actually paid our players more money than the NFL. Long time. They, it's just, it, times change. They're bigger. Yep. Big deal. Get over it. I like the NFL. I watch the NFL. You can you can like both, you know. You don't have to hate the NFL or love the CFL. You can like both. You can love both. Yep. I, I know diehard NFL fans from Vancouver who are literally diehard Seattle Seahawks fans. They drive down to Seattle to watch games. And guess what? They have season tickets to the Lions. Because, like, that's a big thing is a lot of people are like, well, no, you – you have to choose a league. No. no. You know what's great? You know what's great about You have to choose a team. I hate people who fucking jump teams. Their team loses, they throw a hat on the floor and they grab another hat and put a hat on. I hate people who do that. <laughs> See, this is why you need to watch the show. You can't just listen to this show. Because you had to watch that. 
Uh, we're just moving on. We're just going to move on. We've got, I've got one more thing I want to touch on. Um, we're just moving on. That, that story, we'll, we'll tell that story one day. Yep, that story um, will come out. How Jake... We're going to... Uh... Don't know. You know what? That's a, that's a perfect thing. That's a perfect thing where I have an idea. Don't okay. have an idea. Carry on. Don't worry about it. Um, the last thing I, I really want to touch on is former... BC Lion quarterback. Jacksonville Jaguars is new quarterback. Oh, yeah, yeah. The signing bonus and his guaranteed contract. So they, the Jacksonville Jaguars last week let go of their third string quarterback. Yep. That means Nathan right now is the third on their roster. They signed him to a contract. He could still be second. He could, still could be second, yes. He's fighting yeah, for second. The player in front of him, I believe, has quite a few years of NFL backup yeah, experience. Sure. But um, the big thing to me is that he has a guaranteed contract. $5,000 signing bonus and a guaranteed contract. Uh, but guarantee of 216000 It's minimal. U.S. dollars. It's, the, the Lions, I believe their offer was in the $550,000. Not guaranteed. Not guaranteed. It w- the the point is, it's a it's minimum two hundred sixteen thousand dollars. Do you know what the contract yes. actually reads? Uh, I looked into two it and then, point some odd million. Yeah, if he if and I'm he hits, that's if hard. he's like if he's third, if he's on the practice roster, if he's second, it gets bigger. Like yeah. if he, the he kid's going to make over a million dollars next year. Let's not kid which yourself. Is, which is awesome. You know what? And I hope, I hope because Nathan Rourke is Canadian and I know he's very big on the Canadian community, I hope he comes back during the offseason and he puts on these camp, the camps for kids, like what Dickinson used to do here yes, in Calgary. Yes, Put yes. on camps for kids in BC and explain the story. Let them know that, hey, look, you, if you try hard enough and you're good enough and you have the drive, it's, it has nothing to do with skill. You need to have the skill to get there. But yes. you need to have the drive to want to go beyond high school football or oh god yes college football. It's funny. I was just talking about this today. I always use Wayne Gretzky. There's people in the world who are natural athletes. All kinds of people are natural I am not one athletes. Of them. I'm not one of them either. But there's all kinds of natural athletes in the world. I know all kinds of them that didn't make professional sports, but then. If you are a natural athlete and you have a mindset where you can focus and say, this is what I want to do. Again, I use Wayne Gretzky. Natural athlete. He didn't become the greatest hockey player because he was gifted. He became the greatest hockey player because he took one million shots at his uh, with a puck against his parents' garage. He spent 12, 13 hours a day honing his skill. Anybody that is a natural athlete has an opportunity to do that. Not everyone does. No, it's the drive. Like you say, you've got to have that mindset. I am the best and the drive. People call it cockiness. I don't, I call it confidence. So like the biggest experience I have with this is, um, Ty Ratty. I went to school with Ty from the time I, I was remember that. grade five. And 
Brown grade nine, grade 10. Yeah, I guess it would have been around grade nine. Well, no, grade nine was when parties started happening. People would be more social in school. Were you in, and, were you at Meadow? No, you weren't at Meadowbrook in grade nine. Grade nine was Bird Church. Bird Church. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, so we'd, people would go out and do things. You know who wouldn't come out? Ty. Do you know what he was doing? Playing hockey. Hockey practice, practice. Hockey training. Hockey stuff. I mean, in grade 10, he literally, like, it, it's crazy to think about, but at 10, or in grade 10, when you're 16, 15, you uproot your entire life, and you go live in a different city because they drafted you. Yes. That's, like, that's wild to think about. Well, even if you look at someone in your own family, you look at your your cousin Dean, my nephew Dean. Um, he was a dancer. Uh, his parents saw that he had this natural ability, uh, the showmanship. At 16, he moved to Toronto and trained. Who does that? Who sends their kid across the country? They were living here, across yeah. the country to live with a stranger, basically, to train Not him basically. to Not basically to be, at the time a stranger <laughs> to become a dancer. Guess what? Yeah. They did. And guess what? He became a dancer. He danced and on cruise ships for a decade. I was saying, and not just that, but he then took that skill because you age out of dancing, just yeah, like you quite, age out of sports. Yes. And he's still using those skills he has on cruise ships today. Yes. And I mean, he, he taught dance. He uh, was a very, I mean, you mentioned Dean Ozen in the Calgary dance community and people know him, right? Yeah. How did we get off on this rant? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Off on this rant. It's, it's like, just you know, us. That's how the show works. It's with a show about nothing. <laughs> We're basically the Seinfeld of podcasts. I don't know. <laughs> you can't steal that. What? That's, that's somebody else uses that. You can't steal that. Do they? Do they use yeah. that? Yeah, they use Who? that. Who? What do you think? Does he? <laughs> I didn't realize that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we are out of time. What's here time? Work, uh, it's, uh, we don't have time for me to get metaphorical here. So I'm just going to wrap it up. Everyone, if you can, please do check out hughesports.ca. Keep an eye on all of our socials, including you can find me at Common Courtesy on Twitter and at Twitch Common Courtesy. The E is a three because, you know, I like making it as complicated as possible to find I people. I think he was drunk when he made it. No, I believe when I first made it, the name Common Courtesy was already taken, so I had to be a unique way to make it. Oh, so. okay, sure. Old man, where can everyone find you? On find me at the uh, HughesSports.ca. Um, find me on Facebook at Kevin Hughes. I don't post a lot about sports on my um, personal page, but we do a lot no. on um, Hughes Sports co- Hughes a Sports po- uh, Podcast on Facebook. Um, as well as on Twitter. And as well as on Twitter, uh, we try to post new content every day. Um, If you have ideas for content for us or for ideas on the show, or even if you have an idea that you would like a guest on the show, uh, reach out to us. Let us know. We're open. Uh, We're, as we always keep saying, we're new at this, man. It's been, what, nine episodes now? Eight? Something like that. Eight or nine? Might have to, we might have to celebrate when we have 10, when we do our 10th episode. Might have to do something special. We might have to do something like drink a beer on. On a Thursday, sir? 
I know. Till then, in the meantime. Then in between time. Oh, he gets to do it. <laughs> we will be back next week. Love everyone here. Have Talk a wonderful soon. night. See you next Thursday.